Welcome to Geek Vibes Live. Welcome, 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 Geek Vibes Nation, to an all-new episode of Geek Vibes Interview. My guest today is a musical genius. I mean, he's pretty much a savant, just such a talented guy. Uh, waiting for them to call in now. We have a very special interview in store for you guys. This gentleman has done music for Empire, Power, uh, WWE, Watch Dogs 2, uh, just so many things. I can't wait to get into this with him. So just bear with me, and we're going to wait for him to call in. Like I said, just a musical genius. So much to pick from his brain. I guess they're just waiting for him to call in. It shouldn't be much longer. <clears throat> All right, let's see. Hello? Hello? Yo, yo. Yo, yo, what's going on? Hey, what's going on? You don't hear an echo, do you? No, not at all. Okay, perfect, perfect. Okay, so let me reintroduce you. Uh, I did the whole setup. Let me reintroduce you again. Um, ladies and gentlemen, Geek Vibes Nation, very special guest. Super talented individual, super, super, super talented. Mr. Vo Williams, what's going on, man? What's poppin'? Thanks for having me, man. I appreciate you. Absolutely. I couldn't wait for this, honestly. Once I've seen everything that you've done, I was just like, all right, I definitely have to talk to this guy. Break down everything. Super talented. Um, so let's 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 get Thank right you. into it. Absolutely. 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 Question is gonna be one of those questions that I'm sure you hear all the time, but I have to ask it just to start off with. Um, so I'll just start it off with, how did you get into music? Oh, wow. Um, yeah, so, I mean, when I was a youth, I always just admired music and musicians. Um, you know, I used to watch music videos and, and just imagine myself, you know, performing and, like, you know, kind of, like, trying to trying to be like the people that I would see on TV um, and man, it just, I just fell in love with the feeling that the music gave me and it made me, it inspired me to want to create and to, um, uh, and to give other people that same feeling. So, you know, I would say I started when I was, man, maybe like 10 or 11, you know what I mean? Just start, you know, writing music and, you know, uh, trying my hand at, at, you know, creating like little things, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I'm completely with you. I, <laughs> Unfortunately, I have a. Uh, I didn't get the genes from my dad in that regard, but my dad is a uh, is a singer, and I see just the constant work that he puts in day in day out, not only to perfect his craft, but to keep the voice crisp, uh, to do everything uh, that he Absolutely. needs to do to keep that going well. Uh, so I know yeah. how much work goes into just perfecting everything, and when Absolutely. he's trying to create a song just the hours that he puts in that's just like, you know what, a whole day or two or maybe even a week might be dedicated just to perfecting this sound and making sure it's ready to go. 100%. 100%. Yeah. Yeah, so, um, I mean, listen. Go ahead, go ahead. Definitely uh, a labor of love, you know, and, um, you know, I think um, I think any artist really that's that's passionate about what they do they just they sometimes just invest those hours without even realizing how much time they put into it. You know, sometimes like, you know, when we create, we might be, we might start at like eight o'clock in the morning and we could go sometimes until two or three o'clock in the morning without even realizing we didn't even eat yet. You know what I'm saying? So it's just that love and yeah. that interest in what you're doing, just locking in, you know? Yeah, no, I completely understand that. But I mean, that's even to a degree what we do here with our podcast and everything. It's just, once you get in, in the lab and you start working, everything else is just, it's gone. It's shut off, and the focus is just purely on the craft. Um, Absolutely. So you being such a fan of, of, of the, the culture of music and everything like that, I have to ask you, what are your thoughts on the, the culture of music of today? Like, do you think we've fallen off 
tremendously from what it used to be because me and you both know music back in the day was just so perfect. It was flawless. It was beautiful. And we know since then, music, I won't say music has been like the the secondary to everything else uh, because people still rely on music to whether it's to give a, a message of something or to, to put them in a proper feeling or something like that. But do you feel Indeed. as though music has drastically dropped off? Or do you think, you know, it, we're still right there with music being so important to culture as it used to be? Indeed, indeed. Um, I would say that the need for music in life has never been more important than it is today. I think that um, even technology shows how important music is to us in our everyday lives. It it plays much more now today than it's ever been as a soundtrack to our everyday lives and every single thing we do. I mean, you know, we we look at um, some of the applications uh, that are successful and uh, we look at the numbers that they do and we see that these, that, that, uh, you know, that, that the fact is that people need their music on them on deck at all time. And now you have music in your pocket, you know, um, you have all these streaming platforms that allow you to, to have access to the music you need to to uh, to soundtrack whatever vibe or whatever activity uh, you're doing uh, all day. You have it right there. Uh, in the past, you know, uh, uh, you know, pre iPhone, pre smartphone, uh, and that whole that whole movement, um, you know, you really just had to be able to tune in to uh, a radio or something like that, and it just wasn't ex- as accessible back then. Um, so I, I still think that it was, that it was as important back then. Uh, but I just don't think that, I don't think that it was, um, I think that it's grown in terms of, in terms of our, uh, our connection to music and how it plays in our lives even more so today, because so many more people have access to it so much more readily now, uh, in terms of that. Now, in terms of like the quality, if, if this is a question about like, do I think the quality of music has fallen off? Man, honestly, like, I think it's so hard to say because um, I think that I, I think that back in the I think that with 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 again with the advances in technology and how it's allowed more people who weren't necessarily musically inclined to then to now participate in making music, um, you know, that that's always kind of going to change the sound and the preference. Um, I look at I look at what's happening in music a lot like uh, what happens in cuisine in other countries that have been like maybe you know war torn or have gone through uh, some great financial depression or something like that and how that affects the cuisine there and then when they get back on their feet how those times how those uh, very basic foods become delicacies and things that they once thought were poor foods are now uh, foods that that are are, um, are comfort foods. So I think the music, I think the music is a reflection of, you know, of, of the change and in, in what's available, what we have access to, um, you know, people, the ear of the public has changed. Uh, and subsequently that's changing what uh, artists are, are giving the people. Um, you know, I think, I think also back in the days, and I'm not saying like, I'm like, you know, like I lived in, this is just my theory, but <laughs> I was, you know, I wasn't like, you know, I'm not like 85 or anything like that. But, um, you know, I was just in Rome in Italy and, you know, I went to the Colosseum and I was just looking at this massive structure. And I thought to myself, could something like this with so much detail and so much greatness um, be created even today or even in, let's say, like the 70s? Or like even the 60s when we would we would uh, look at art and say art was in its um Art was kind of in a in a golden age uh, in, in terms of how it was breaking through the modern music. You know, would would we be able to create a structure like that even in the '60s or the '70s? And I think that the more we become technologically advanced, um, you know, the greater we become, the more access we have. But I think the less time we we have, uh, or we feel that we have, um, and the less time we spend on on our art. So you know that that may be what you what you what I think you're what I think you're saying in terms of like the integrity of the art that you're seeing today and has it fallen off. I think that with anything, you know, uh, the more we grow as a society, the less time we feel we have to invest in things. Whereas uh, there were less distractions, um, 
you know, the further back you go, there are less distractions and less things to, to be into. And the more time you can put into great things like a Coliseum or like the Sistine Chapel or like, you know what I'm saying? Like you got dudes who've been like painting one painting for like 10 years. Like you don't see that these days. People are trying to create something and get it out in, in, you know, in a week. You know what I mean? So I think that reflects yeah. in the art. It also reflects in the taste of what we, uh, of what we expect from artists too. That speed, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I, listen, I, I'm completely with you on that. I think the, the biggest thing that worries me about t- today's time is um, you have people who, like, let's say you put a music video out, right? You have a lot of this mm-hmm. current new generation that if it's not a clip on Instagram, they may not give the whole video a watch. You know what I'm saying? Even right, though you, you right. work your tail off. The video is something that's very important for the culture, very important for the youth, right. and they want 30, 30 to 60 seconds of it. That's it. Like, that's all they can consume. Yeah. So it, yeah. what bothers yeah. me is, and, and then this generation, it doesn't really take a lot of things serious. Like uh, when Gambino did This Is America, and he did that whole music right. video and everything, the first thing this generation did was make spoof videos about it. And I'm just like, right, no, like right. That, that's not, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's not the point right. of this. Like, actually take it for what he's trying to give you. So, I mean, I think that's the biggest thing that, that makes me feel like this generation doesn't appreciate music as much as the last few generations. It's not as mm. important. If it's not something you know, they can dance to or get that immediate gratification, they're, they're completely mm. checked out. You know what's you know what's funny that you say that is I was um um you know because the artists that I work with they're like filmmakers and musicians and it really uh, this is America by Gambino hit us so hard at just as a visual and as a uh, an audio because uh, we're all kind of in the same thing and um and it's so funny that you say that because the whole point of that video was uh, exactly exactly that you know just like the fact that all these these things are happening that are facing us today that affect our lives and that people are so easily distracted by the by the dopest dance or the coolest fashion or whatever that they can't even see that people are like dying in the streets you know what i'm saying or like they're not caring or investing any any energy in that and what's funny about what you just said is that even though that video hit on exactly that i haven't even heard anything about that video until you just asked me that <laughs> So it's like we already forgot about this. I mean, obviously you and I haven't forgotten about This Is America, but This Is America right. today, that 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 video came out a few months ago. And today it's something that we're talking about as um in a past tense. It's like it's like we've already moved on from that. Like it's not trending anywhere on Twitter. Nobody's sharing that. Nobody's continuing the conversation on that. It's already it's already logged off and passed on to the next thing. You know what I'm saying? People talking about the next track. You know what I mean? Um, so right. it's like, it's crazy. And, um, and yeah, I, you know, I would say that I do think that, um, I do think that the, the amount of access, the abundance that we have to art now and, and how easy it is to get everything for free, um, that lowers the value of what you receive. When you, when people, people used to invest mad bread into, into music videos, like, you know what I'm saying? Like people would spend like a million dollars on a video. You know what I'm saying? And now, as an artist, it almost doesn't make sense for you to spend that much money because, like you said, if it's if it's if it's longer than a minute, people have already checked out. They may not even see the end of that video. So you can't even. It's almost crazy because you can't even do videos that tell stories because you might invest in this story and people don't finish the story. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But right. it's because it's because there's so much there's so much content constantly being thrown at people that they checking out the first 30 seconds and then they, they bounce into the next song. They can really in three minutes, listen to three songs and never listen to that, that music ever again, every single day. Cause every day everybody is, is spending so much content to keep up with the desires of the people. They're like constantly get this stuff cause it's so free. Um, you know, it's just like water and, and, and diamonds. You know what I mean? We take water for granted because it's so abundant. But then we then we value diamonds because diamonds are more limited. So the more you have of anything, the less it's it's going to um, it's going to be worth to you. And unfortunately, I think this is also happening. Fortunately and unfortunately, it's happening in art because the good side is is that we're having more people being able to express themselves because technology is allowing people um, 
to skip the line essentially with with getting getting dope or getting better you can automatically sound dope you know what i'm saying and and jump in the game and express yourself as an artist but what that does is that makes the gate a lot wider and 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 adds so much more content um and so if i drop a joint i could spend 20 years 30 years trying to be dope and then or on an album and i can give it to you but i'm giving you that album in the same day 2,000, 3,000 people are sending you albums. And it wasn't like that in the 80s or the 90s. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, yeah. I do hear no, what you're saying, and I agree it is I, somewhat like that. Yeah, no, go ahead. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, I, I agree with what you're saying 100%. Yeah, I mean, I love the reference that you made to, to Diamonds and Water because that is – I mean, I don't want to say this generation, like I'm in my 40s. I'm only like 24, but – I, I have siblings, um, so I see this current new generation and the love, the appreciation for art, uh, what came before them, it's like at an all-time low. Uh, and I know my generation kind of scoffed at the generation before us because all you would hear is, back in my day, like, you know, your generation is horrible. Right. Back in my day, this would never. So, you know, we would look at that like, I'll oh, be quiet. But now I'm looking at this <laughs> new generation like, Oh man, like I see what my grandfather and my dad were talking about. Right. But my my biggest right. question to you is my biggest question to you is because just as someone who gives uh pretty much like a service or an art to to a fan base, my biggest question to you is as someone who does music. I see for example like uh a, a complaint I hear about a lot of musicians is like I hear them too much. I hear them too much. Like Drake always has something. I hear him too much. That's why I don't like him. But on the other hand, mm. Kendrick and Cole will give you an album every three or four years, and people are like, why can't we hear more of it? Like, give us more. Right. So I wanted to right. ask you, as a musician, where do you fall in that? Would you rather do, like, a million, whether it's whether it's an EP or a mixtape, I don't even know how you classify the difference between the two, or an album, right. would you rather do, like, a bunch of those within, like, the span of two years? Or would you rather do one project you know will just, will just completely shut down the internet, make the fans go crazy, but you're only giving an album every other year or, or if that, you know, what would you prefer to appease the masses or do something that just makes you comfortable and puts you in the space to give the best possible product? Right. I mean, I, I would definitely say that uh, I'm a huge fan of spending time on, on work um, because, you know, I, I, first and foremost, I do this for me. And, you know, if I don't love it, if I don't love what I do, if I don't believe in myself or have a pride in, in my art, you know, then how can I speak that and, and for, the, for the people to feel that energy? Um, you know, and sometimes I'm just in that zone where I feel like I could just, I have so much to say and you might get, you might get 50 tracks out of me in a year. You know what I mean? Um, you know, but sometimes I just, I'm just focused on one message and it's just not coming out right. And I might spend you know, I I got verses, man, verses, 16 bars. And for people who don't write music, 16 bars is like when, when, when you're listening to a song, you have like the main hook and then the person spit and then the hook comes back. That one verse where they're rapping is, is usually 12 to 16 bars. I got 16 bar verses that I spent a month on, sometimes longer. You know what I'm saying? I have songs that I spent six months on, you know what I mean? And, um, you know, and the thing is, is that, you you really don't want to be inauthentic with your art, I don't think. I mean, I feel like, you know, I understand whereas, um, you know, maybe an artist who's signed, they might have that pressure from the label to stay relevant and to always be producing content. But, you know, really what happens is they end up just uh, kind of diluting their brand with music that doesn't mean anything. And it hurts you. Yeah, it keeps you in the public. It keeps you famous. It keeps people thinking about you. But in the end, it actually hurts you because they don't really – appreciate when you drop something so you know as much as people may bellyache either way because you can't win 100 percent either way i rather people complain that i don't give them enough and for the, and to leave them wanting more and and to know that what i put out is that quality heat just that ether you know what i'm saying um that's just where i sit with it yeah i mean listen <clears throat> we're in a time to where it's like damned if you do damned if you don't uh the fan base just always wants something they either want to complain or they want more or they want to celebrate they just always want something i had someone who just heard the um 
the just finished finally listening to the uh, the the Drake album that that dropped. I want to say like a month or two ago. And he, mm-hmm. after he got done, he was like, "Man, so did you hear anything about anything new he's dropping?" And I'm like, "Yo, he just gave you like <laughs> like a side right. kind of album. Right. Like, what do you mean? Right. Like, you're not satisfied? Take your time like, with it. relax. Exactly. exactly. Yeah, like, go yeah, through yeah. it again. Go through it again. Right. Um, well, you I know, mean, it's I'm crazy still, because it's, good. No, sorry. Go ahead. What were you saying? No, I was saying I'm still trying to break down the Chris Brown 50-track album that came out, wow. like, almost, what, I want to say months ago to maybe a year. I'm still trying to break that That's down. So it's like, I don't need not. anything more from that guy. So, yeah, but no, right. go ahead. No, that's crazy. No, um, yeah, it's nuts because, man, like, you know, it's really, you know, the people, the people are consuming music at such a, a, a crazy rate. You know what I mean? Like the con- the way that the way that um, our lives are set up, and the way that our lives are uh, um, woven into social media, or social media is woven into our lives, and and how that so how those social media platforms are even designed is affecting the way we consume anything. So if you look at Instagram, for example, um, if you're on Instagram and you're an influencer there you have to constantly, you have to put one thing up a day just because the way that that format is designed. So, um, so yeah, I mean, I, I, you, I can't really knock the people for, um, for wanting more. They don't, I don't think that, I think that they're kind of just going with the change in the world, you know what I'm saying? And, and, mm-hmm. you know, because so many other people are producing all this content, like, you know, before Wayne, before Wayne was putting out that, that kind of, that kind of content, people weren't even really thinking about doing that. But then somebody somebody follows up with that, and then it changed, and then the fans want more because he did it, and then and then now everybody's doing it, and now it's like oh snap. But um, but yeah, no, it's crazy, man. I mean, the amount the, you know, you can drop an album today, and people people want to hear a new episode from you next week. Yeah, uh, and I don't think that I don't think that the you know what I mean. That's what it's like. People are kind of listening to albums the way they're watching television shows. You know what I'm saying? And you know they don't they're not realizing that it takes so much money and so much organization, so much writing, so much creativity to produce at a level that makes you a Kendrick Lamar. You know what I'm saying? Right. You're not if if you just put out if you just put out the Pimp a Butterfly, you're bringing in Robert Glasper who's playing keys on your joint. You know what I'm saying? You got you got interludes, you got like all the you know what I'm saying, you got all these rhymes, you got all these features, all these producers who are coming together to write this classic thing that you hope will win a Grammy. You're not doing that in a month. That's taking a year, if not more. And I and I guarantee some of those concepts are older concepts that have been reformatted in the in the new sound specific for that album. Like sometimes we take we'll be sitting on a concept we've been wanting to just put out and just get out there forever. And it'll just be in rhyme form so it can really fit anywhere. But then we'll work on an album that calls that has a specific color and specific specific sound and we'll work in that idea that from like a year ago, you know what I'm saying, we may work those rhymes in somehow to create a song within that, that new album. So, you know, a lot of times you're not just writing from scratch, you're still pulling old stuff. You know, I mean when you're getting an album, you're not just getting something that a person sat down with zero and just start going. They some of that content they've been thinking about for years and it just happened to fit for that album. So it, it takes it takes it takes that and all uh and also it takes um on top of the technical like the mixing and the and the producers and the money and all that that goes into uh producing an album. It also takes living a life. If you want a quality body of work you gotta allow your artist to live a life so that they can come back and give you five, six more tracks of wisdom or whatever, or experience. You know what I'm saying? Even if they only rapping about being in a club, damn, they got to go at least 10 more clubs. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like you can't, you know, you got to give them, you got to give them time to live because if they drop, if they give you the same album they just gave you, then you're going to be like, damn, this cat ain't growing. You got to give these people right. time to live their lives. You got to give them at least a year to live. And, you know, that can be difficult for an artist who is, who is um, spending all of this time and money to orchestrate, to write, to to get all these composers and producers together to mix and to da 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 to produce this body of work, and it may take them a year to do that, and he drops it on you, or she drops it on you, or they drop it on you, or whatever the structure of that group is, 
and then and then it, it hits you, then that person got to go on tour to give it to you live because you want to see them live. And they're not just in your city. They're in different cities. Maybe it's an international tour. Every night they fly and they go on somewhere else. And guess what? That tour is going to take, what, six months, maybe a year. Who knows how long the tour is. And they got to produce an album at that same caliber while flying around the world and living out of suitcases. You want them to give you that, that, that classic album in the middle of all of that prepping for tour and performing and doing appearances and there's so much that goes into being an artist that people don't understand because it's not like you drop an album and then people live with it for some time and then you just go back into a dungeon and you got all the time in the world to write and record another album in between that next album you you are living an insane life putting that album in the world and being present as a live artist and you're writing the the great an album to top your last album so you got to be better while you on the treadmill. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like people yeah. don't get it's crazy. People don't get this, man. It's it's a lot. <laughs> so um so when you um so a lot of times I think a lot of um a lot of people uh who are just content hungry um they don't realize a lot of those artists are either not writing their own stuff, which is which is understandable because if you want it and you got to have it and I'm and I you know and I and I'm committed to giving it to you shouldn't be a problem if I have somebody else write it. But, I mean, I write my own stuff, but I'm just saying I don't really bash artists who don't write their own stuff because it's so unrealistic, man. And, and hip-hop is the only genre that, that charges people with this task. Um, yeah. You know, they're either, they're either not writing their own stuff. They have teams of people creating that new experience for you so it can be quality while mm-hmm. they go live other lives, or they freestyling it. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, yeah. you kind of get what you, what you ask for, you know what I mean, or what you pay for, essentially. Yeah, I mean, and listen, I'm glad, I'm super glad you brought that point up because that only exists in hip hop, uh, and I think that's to the detriment of hip hop because it's such. Hip hop is one of those those kind of things that's so competitive, so driven, so oriented, and someone has to be in number one. That it's like you don't hear about that in country, you don't hear about that in pop. Right. Like right. you don't you don't see Lady Gaga like going at uh, Adele's neck. For number one, yeah, like calling her out the kid. Yeah, like you don't you don't see that because it's not yeah. it's not driven by competition. It's just driven by making good music. And to me, right. it's like it's like let's say there's a bake sale and you happen to bring in cupcakes that you bought from <laughs> the the store. Like my goal mm. of this bake sale was to sell cupcakes. It doesn't matter if I made them, right. whoever made them. The, the idea was to sell the cupcakes. So if you Period. like the cupcakes. How does that matter how they got here? Like you, exactly, you got the cupcakes exactly. they good. Right. So I just think I think the idea and the mentality that we've worked inside. I think that only started because it came out like, oh, Big never even wrote a lyric down. Like Hove never even wrote a lyric down. Like it was just off the brain. Right. So I think when you yeah. got those legends that did it, people were like, well, everyone has to do it. No, not Absolutely. really. No, <laughs> it's like you know, no, it's crazy. Don't. You know what's funny is I I think that I think that at this point it's kind of got abstracted the idea of competition and writing your own run, but I think in the beginning, because because hip hop started as an expression of 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 black youth and now you know it's one of the biggest it is the biggest genre the the biggest culture uh, that affects the entire world which is a beautiful thing and we share it with so many different cultures which is a beautiful thing, but as it began as the voice of black youth. And and black youth being tied and, and synonymous with struggle. To be black in art means to struggle in America. America's relationship with black artists is always an expression of of uh, um, of our oppression of where we come from. So hip hop coming from that as a voice of of people who are struggling, it it ought to, I think I think it's since the beginning. It made um, it essentially aligned artists with the with the um, uh, with the requirement to be speaking their own truth because it started out as like you know you're, you're not gonna you're not going to you're not going to write for someone else a, a story of pain you want to know that that pain had had come from that person and now right. now we now we're here uh, and we have so many subgenres in hip hop that I think that it's turned into this kind of like competition thing and it's been more abstracted, but yeah, for some reason it's, um, it's, it's unique to hip hop that the artist has to write. It has to be 
coming from them. It, the story or, or uh, the expression has to be coming uh, directly from them. And, um, you know, I, I, you know I'm, I'm a firm believer in that. I practice that. I write my own rhymes. Uh, I'm a little bit of a control freak also. Just like I said, I got verses that took me two months to write. So I care about what I'm saying. If it's coming out of my mouth, I'm doing this for fun. You know what I'm saying? Right. So it's like <laughs> if it don't feel right, I'm not, I'm not trying to, you know what I mean? So, but, you know, but I can also understand people who are, you know, trying to create a livelihood with this who are just being entertainers. And, you know, with that being said, because you may have the right voice or, like, maybe you just people like the way you look or they like your, your style or your energy, um, so you're just a voice. But with that being said, yeah, I feel like if that's all you do, you should be allowed to take writers. And if you're being successful, hey, you know, uh, I'm happy for you. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, yeah, but yeah I mean, it is unique to hip-hop. It's super unique to hip-hop. And I think my biggest thing is, <clears throat> to what you were saying about people wanting it to be authentic – my biggest thing is you can't have a ghostwriter and then say you're you're the best in hip hop like that that right. can go hand to hand like that I mean there is an art to it I mean it's the equivalent there of is an art. like um like it, let's say in baseball like if I'm hitting home runs just raw, off of raw natural talent and you're juicing to hit home runs and you have more than it's me, not the same you can't then right say, right you can't then say you're better than me it's like well you, right. you needed an advantage to get that like <laughs> I just did yeah, it all like what I was born with so I, I think right. that's the biggest absolutely. struggle that that people have is like a lot of people want to say they're number one a lot of people want to say they're the best but like when it comes to that there are criteria that need to be met before you can put yourself in that conversation and if you don't write your own music i can't think i can't possibly believe you could be number one of that list like what, what do you think as an actual artist who does his own yeah. music do you think someone can put themselves in that category if they don't write their own absolutely music? absolutely not absolutely not i mean in terms of in terms of the um the greatest mc uh, uh question you just you automatically disqualify from that if you don't if you don't write your own stuff that's just the way it is. I mean, because people are asking who is the person who wrote this, and they're then uh, they're then ranking that person. So if it's not you, you can't you can't be on that list. I, I'm a firm right. believer of that. Yeah, no, you know, I'm so, completely with you because to me that's that's somewhat just to me it's fraudulent, uh, especially absolutely. if it's like to me if you have a writer, it's okay to say like oh like he doesn't write all of my music, but some of my hits. Like, blah, blah, blah. Like, I tell people all the time, right. um, from what I know, and I could be mistaken, so I'll put that out there now, but from what I heard, um, even as far as comedy, like, Paul Mooney used to write some of Richard Pryor's stuff. So it's oh, like, yeah, that 100%. doesn't take away from the fact that Richard Pryor is still one of the greatest comedians of all time. Like, Absolutely. I'm sure if Richard Pryor was here, he would go, yeah, Paul Mooney wrote this joke, that joke. But, like, you know, I wrote right. these, 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 and these. So it doesn't take away from your greatness. But you do have right. to be authentic enough to admit, like, hey, uh, this guy did, you know, wrote for me. So we're like, okay, like, I know you have talent in writing because you do some of your own stuff, but you don't do right. all of your own stuff. And that's where right. the two have to be separated. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I think uh, I think you're 100% on point with that, you know, and um, it's it's crazy because soon I, I actually feel like that the, the debate won't even come up. Uh, after a while, man, like, I think, I think maybe in 10 years, people won't even ask, yo, who's the dopest MC, because I'm seeing a lot of, like, you know, new artists who are, who are starting, starting to create music now, they are, they're trying to rebel against the idea of, of, uh, of that, of that, uh, that competitiveness, you know what I'm saying, like, you know, you got a lot of, you got a lot of artists who won't even, like, freestyle, or, like, who won't even, which, you know, not everybody freestyles, but you got a lot of artists who won't even, like, they they won't even call themselves they don't even classify themselves as rappers even though they're rapping so it's like it's crazy yeah it's changing though but yeah you used to have to be crazy you used to have to be dope and you used to have to write your own stuff you know what I'm saying when I was when I started making music like I had to battle people to get respect you know what I'm saying we used to be at, at lunch just like going at each other every single day but that made us better but you know our listeners uh, you know the public wanted that the public wanted somebody who had something to say uh, now it's a little bit different you know. So um, I think I think so long as um, I think always the public has the power, you know, um, you know, we uh, we as the artists will always have everything. We'll always have most death. We'll always have 
Vo Williams. And then on the other side, we'll always have, you know, so-and-so who makes you dance and so-and-so who's selling swag and, and, and not really saying much, but but is dropping videos that are basically fashion shows or whatever, you know, and that's fine for everybody because right. everybody's got their own interest. We always have always had everything. We've always had conscious rap, and we, we've always had that was more for, to make you dance, more about selling the beat to, to, to make you move. Uh, the public it, uh, votes one in or one out, and at one point the public wanted, wanted um, you know, college dropout, and they wanted, they wanted Hove, now the public wants something else. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. Uh, it's the same thing right. when MC Hammer was popping. The public wanted Hammer at one point. Then the public wanted something else. Everybody was always doing everything. Right now you can find the craziest lyricist on the planet, and you can find, you know, someone who is the, the um, complete opposite of that. Uh, but what what rises to the top is completely up to, to the people who are who are consuming it. Because I promise you, whatever you put your dollars behind, other people will kill themselves to follow that because they want to make a living. They're trying to, they're trying to change their lives and, and create jobs out of creativity. So ain't nobody going to be a diehard like person who is, who is writing whack lyrics. If the public is saying, yo, we want people who are dope. I guarantee you the wackest person right now will sit down and read a dictionary or like study some like Edgar Allan Poe and try to get dope. If that's what you want, that's what you're paying for. Hustlers is going to figure it out and you're going to have a lot of yeah. really poetic hustlers out there. But you don't require yeah. that. So, so, so they, so since you don't require that, they're mastering what you're paying for, and you want auto tune and trap beats with the triples flow over it. That's what you, that's what's that's what's letting us eat out here. All right, we got we need that we need that song like that. We need ten of them, and we got to look like this, and we got to say these things. Y'all like cats who drink lean. All right, we need lean in the video. They're not they're not pioneering. They're following what you will pay. They're offering you what you're asking for. So um, I think a lot of times the public doesn't realize how much power they have over what is popular. Whatever you buy is what they will make. I promise you that. There are a few people, um, like I would, I would point out Kanye West, for example. There are a few people who are living, uh, who are thriving to constantly just change and be completely different outside of what, oh, and, and jumping out there every single time they drop a project, jumping out there and trying to do something completely new and risky. Uh, a lot of people, a lot of other people are following the last thing that sold a million copies. So, I mean, that's, I think that's why we have a lot of what we have. So, Yeah. No, I mean, the the biggest thing I look at is the, the fan base. What I'm starting to, to realize is the fan base is helping in the the greatest of all time debate. Like, uh, as far as, like, right now, the greatest of right now debate, mainly because, um, you'll see an artist that'll uh, engage in like a beef or something, get completely trashed, right. and then their their fan base will be like, "Nope, never happened. I don't know what you're talking about." It's just like, wait, hold on, like it did happen, right. got trashed. Like, are you gonna acknowledge this? And they're like, "No, I can care less." So you have right. these people who have these just these fan bases that are so loyal. There is right. nothing that person can do short of just like something completely egregious. Um, that will make them leave their side. Like they, they just have that big of a fan base. So now it's yeah. to the point to where it's like you could go to somebody with like logical facts about something, and they'll go, "I don't care. It doesn't matter to me. I still listen to it." <laughs> so I mean, it's right. one of those things to where it's like the fan base is starting to realize the power that they possess. I mean, shoot, I, I learned the hard way. I tried to say something bad about Beyonce and the beehive was just like, they were ready Whoa. to completely get me Whoa. off. <laughs> they, were, they were ready to get me <laughs> off of social media completely. And it wasn't even yeah, anything bad I was trying to say. I was just trying yeah. to say like, uh, to me, Beyonce is one of those, those, uh, those people that are like the full package, but the full package yeah. doesn't mean she's, she's completely, she just excels mm. so much at different things that it makes her a complete package. Um, right, I was right. To tell people like some of the times, like you could see someone who doesn't have what Beyonce has and can do what she can do, but can sing better than her. And it's no knock to mm. Beyonce. There's just always someone who's underground that just happens to be better. Uh, whether mm-hmm. it's the voice, mm-hmm. whether it's the craft, just whatever it is. Um, and they were ready to get me out of here. And I'm like, all right, well, <laughs> I was like, I, I didn't mean any disrespect. I was just saying, you know, I could name some people that I feel as though voice are just like sound better to me 
personally mm-hmm. uh, than Beyonce, and the fan base was not having it. Um, right, so right. I learned that. <laughs> I learned that lesson completely the hard way. Um, it's not. I want to get. I want to get more into you. You have done so much. I was saying at at the top of the show before you called in, a savant, a pioneer. I feel as though what you're doing is something that isn't being done, not even near on the same level. Uh, like mm, I, I don't really you. see your competition. Um, so I was wondering, <laughs> uh, just so I could ask you about it. I I, I don't see it. Um, so That's I want to ask you. I want to ask you, with everything you've done, you've done so many shows, you've done Watch Dogs 2, which I just started playing, uh, purely just for you, so. <laughs> for the benefit of this interview. So, no shade to Watch Dogs. I, I just, I, I didn't have that big of an interest to start it before, but I definitely do now. Nah, that's what's up. Uh, so I can yeah, listen that's what's up. You. Maybe um, I can hit number three then. <laughs> hey, listen, I definitely need you to hit number three. So if they want my money, they better let you hit number three. Um, so, I mean, I'm just looking through the list of everything you've done. And <clears throat> uh, here at Geek Vibes Nation, we are huge geeks. So a lot of what you've done definitely checks off that box for us. But I want to ask you about something that um, I think isn't brought up enough when it comes to you that I think should be because I think it's iconic. And what That's I want to attribute attribute uh, or contribute that to is uh, your work on SNL. Please tell me more about that because I think that is huge. Tell me more about your work with with Saturday Night Live. Yeah, it's um, yo, it was actually the craziest thing ever, man, because. That show to me, man, like that's like you know that's like just a classic show that's been on forever and just kind of just yeah. gets better with time. Um, and it's so crazy because uh, you know the skit that the skit that they wanted to use uh, one of my tracks for was actually um, was actually kind of this um, this like sketch about about Kanye or like a biopic about Kanye. And what they were also doing, which which I thought was interesting too, is is uh, uh, kind of tackling the issue that Hollywood at that time was having with the whitewashing of black culture uh, or or any other culture for that matter. So what they did was they took um, they took these white actors uh, who were on the show and they had them playing like you know all these like black iconic figures like you know Kanye West, Jay Z, you know what I'm saying like and basically doing their uh, basically doing their autobiography uh, uh, as these characters and it was it was insane but. Um, there's um there's a moment where Kanye is talking to uh there's a moment where Kanye is uh talking to Jay Z. I'm sorry, it's a it's a autobiography about Jay Z. There's a there's a moment where Kanye where Jay Z goes to meet Kanye and um yeah, when they meet, uh they play my song Light 'em Up in the background. Um and that for me was uh and you know, they're using that to score that scene because it has it has an energy to it that uh you know, that people can kind of um uh, sometimes feel is, is 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 a is a Kanye vibe, you know what I mean, which is a huge uh, uh, a huge uh, compliment to me. Um, but yeah, it's just got that it's kind of got that energy and it drives the scene really well. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I just do when I when I saw the request for that, I was like, yo, I can't believe that they are about to use my joint in SNL, man. This is like this is like Eddie Murphy comes from that from that cloth, like you know what I mean. And I'm a huge Eddie Murphy mm-hmm. fan, so so it just yeah, it's. It really is crazy, man, to have that to have that um, have that work there. So, yeah, it's I said, a, it was a massive blessing. Absolutely, and that's why I said I think it's something that isn't talked about enough. Like, <clears throat> excuse me, like n- that's not something everybody can say. Like, that's not one of those things. that's like, oh, well, okay, well, Jimmy down the street can do that, so you know, whatever. Like, right, no, right. that is huge. <laughs> that is yeah, huge, it's, it's and that massive, is something man. that needs to be. Absolutely. That's something that needs to be praised as often as possible. Um, so I Good wanted luck. to make sure I brought that up because I thought that was iconic. Uh, just as yeah, a I fan. Think I, I agree, man. It's, it to me is one of my highlights. I'm glad that you did bring it up. It's one of the highlights uh, ever for me. That's um, that title is, is legendary and to, and to have, you know, have that credit there is, it's insane, man. It's, it is absolutely, absolutely insane. Absolutely. So my, my follow up question to that is, because I was dying to ask you this. Like, did they, w- once they did that, did they, were they like, you know, if you're ever, you know, if you're ever around, you want to come in, like, you know, sit in, the, you know, sit in, watch the show or anything like that, be on the show or anything like that? Did you get 
any follow up for that? Were you just like, nah, they're using nah, music, you I'm know, not good enough for that? Nah, you know what? I didn't, but you know what? If I if I was if I was a character on SNL, bro, that would be kind of lit. So somebody need to reach out to me. <laughs> <laughs> but Absolutely. nah, you know, typically that would be that. crazy. <laughs> <laughs> nah, that'd be I crazy. I mean, you know, for that. <laughs> exactly. I mean, you know, the the thing is, is like, man, once you um. You know, it's 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 a huge blessing and a huge honor, and I'm humbled. I'm humbled by these things every day. Even when I go back and I look at um, stuff like Saturday Night Live or like some of the other you know, shows, or like movies and movie trailers and stuff, it's crazy because, yeah, of course they didn't ask me to come in and like play, you know, play somebody on the show or anything like that because I'm more on the on the what I did was more on the music side, but. Um, but it doesn't mean that in the future the, these things can't happen. And, and you know, when, I'm still dreaming. You know what I'm saying? Like just like anybody else that that's just starting or whatever. I'm in the middle of this, man, and I'm having some success. Uh, you know, I'm blessed to have the success that I've had. But I'm still dreaming. And you know, who knows, man? Maybe maybe I can be an, an artist who is uh, who is actually featured or hosting the show and performing on the show. You know, I could see that. Um, uh, and one of the beautiful things about that conversation is, is I can I can go to them and say, hey, well, you know what? Um, yeah, I'm doing well. I'm charting. I'm 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 an artist who is more face for the public, and and uh, you know I'm doing well with my last album. But yo, here's a clip where where you know, we've already worked together, and that's a conversation that most artists can't can't have. I mean, I can start the conversation with, look, we've already worked together, number one. Here's an idea that I have for something that we can do for the future, and it will be the second time we work together. Not not trying to get in the door, because we've already done something. Right. And I think that that is a huge, that's a huge advantage that um, that that I'm blessed to have, I think, with all of these shows. So, no, they didn't ask me to be on now, but, you know, we dreaming. And if we, if we maybe if we have enough, uh, a good enough idea, and um, and they're down to rock with it, uh, then maybe we can be involved, and, and we already have had some success together, um, so maybe that helps uh, that kind of situation happen. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And, listen, that's what I want for you. I want you to to further push the envelope on how iconic you truly are as, as a musician. Uh, and I think I honestly feel as though musicians have that ability, not all, obviously, but I think most most musicians have that ability to where – they can kind of transition into acting very well um, because Absolutely. you're you're an everyday performer. You're an everyday having to remember lines. You're an everyday having to go in Absolutely. front of large amounts of people. So it's nothing Indeed. that you're doing that's drastically different um, than what you do now. It's Indeed. just a matter of are you good at it. <laughs> so right. Nothing, true. Else, nothing else is harder than, than that, than just figuring out are you good at it, and if you are, it's, it should be. I don't, I don't want to speak – for you know, for musicians, because I'm not one myself, but it should be a smooth transition. Because what I know of from <clears throat> from acting is just remembering lines, uh, being able mm-hmm. to perform in front of people, um, and you know, just doing your thing. Like all those are all those are things musicians do. It's just a matter: of, are you good at it or not? Absolutely, and you know, and and it's so interesting that you say that, man, because you're you're spot on. And and um, you know, do I think that do I think that all musicians could be uh could be actors um you know maybe maybe not but i think that i think that one thing that helps is if you are creating the kind of music that has emotional gravity and emotional range and depth and you are and you've lived a life and you can express yourself um uh through your experiences and and tap into those experiences and bring those into your music um, then I think that for sure anyone who can do that can can most definitely transition into acting because, you know, when you're reading those lines, you have got to become uh, that character in that moment. You got to become that. And you know, if you have experience with uh, with facing your emotions or or revisiting your emotions in your music, because you're writing well-rounded music that hits all emotions, all kinds of situations. Um, then I think that you can also be a really well-rounded actor as well, 100%. You know, um, I think it may be more difficult for people who are who are who are not being authentic to themselves and whose whose art is yeah. not connected to who they truly are. Uh, it may be it may be more difficult, but it may not be. I don't know. It depends on the person, I guess. But yeah, I mean, but yeah, I I don't see the the huge difference. Um, I, I mean, I don't think a lot of actors can be musicians, but I definitely think. 
uh, a lot of musicians can be actors because everything you just said, I mean, the, the emotion that you have to, I mean, I know people who would go to the studio, um, you know, lay down a track that to them is super emotional and they're crying. Like, right. they, 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 you know, they remember like it, a memory popped up that contributed to that verse or that song Absolutely. that put them in the spot to where they can connect with that emotion. So, I mean, those are all the traits or some of the best traits of being an actor. So I think A can do B, but I don't think B can do A. So I think that's mm. the that's the biggest um, advantage I think musicians have over most, most actors and actresses is because you pretty much have all of the necessities to do acting. But you right, can't look right. at like, you can't look at uh, Jason Statham and go, yeah, I think that guy could definitely probably do like a dope right, album. Like, right. no, like he doesn't, like, he doesn't, he doesn't possess any yeah. of those tools to do to do a dope album. But a musician right. possesses the tools <laughs> to do acting, so it works for one, but definitely not really for the other. So I mean, I think nah, that's definitely a, a really huge good advantage musician has. Man, you make a you make a really really good point. It's crazy. Um, yeah, even different kinds of uh, diff- different kinds of music and different kinds of acting. Yeah, it, it really does get deep. But yeah, you I, I think you're spot on with that. I don't know. We'll see. But then again, I don't want Jason Statham to come trying to like diss you because of that. Like drop a diss record and it'd be crazy <laughs> right. fire. Then, you, then what you gonna see? You know what I'm saying? Don't let him drop. Don't let him drop 16. You know what I mean? Like yo, I heard your interview. <laughs> Listen, you that, know, and the next thing you know, be, uh, that would be one of my on, biggest on nightmares. Jason Statham. We might be. We, you know, now that you say that, now that you say that, I kind of feel like I'm not a good interviewer because I should know if Jason Statham has like rapped or something before. Yo, Just he might in have case. bars. He might have. He bars, might have man. bars, man. Listen, you never know, I take man. that back. I take man, that you back. Never know. Look, hip-hop is the most, hip-hop is the most influential genre in the world. I'm telling you, man. I think Jason Statham at some point has spit a bar or two. Somebody has. <laughs> Listen, listen, you're scaring me now because I know someone's going to – one of either one of our fans is going to hear this interview and tag Jason Statham, and he's like, yo, it's been a while since I was in the booth. Like, let me go, let me go drop, drop some fire We got to start the Jason let Statham challenge, man. Yeah, that's it. Yo, we have to start the interview, Jason Statham challenge. Tag him. Get him. To, let's see if he'll, if he'll send us a verse, man. He might be dope. Let's see if we can get a verse. Hey. <laughs> let's do it let's see listen we just started a challenge here man like we just that's made it. this interview even more iconic with the idea of starting that's this dope it. challenge all right we're yeah, definitely man. gonna do this challenge you're laughing but i'm serious i need to now Yo, know we gotta get does jason we statham have bars does he have this bars this is a question does we need jason to answer have bars? we need to know exactly you heard it here first listen, as soon as we are done with this interview, I'm starting that and I'm tagging you in everything. So we can tag get to the me in that. I need to see. So I, we can get I, to the I'm bottom of it. He's got bars. Do you feel? I think you've got bars, man. I think you've got bars. Listen, your boy has been in some crazy so, movies. He's done. He he's so he's quiet. Some interesting he, characters. Absolutely, he's so quiet and kept to himself. I feel like that might be why. Like, he doesn't want us to know everything <laughs> about him. Like, there's a secret life to where Jason Statham got the hoodie Yo. on with the do-rag. <laughs> he in the studio, you, like, ready to Yo, lay you, it down. I think Jason Statham can, can drop a 16. My my bet, you know, you're reading a lot. You're, you're quiet. You're to yourself. You have a lot of intro, uh, introspective thoughts. You know, you played a lot of characters who are who are really, really rich in personality and experience. You can write sixteen bars, man. Even if you do it as your boy from Snatch. You know what I'm saying? Just from his perspective. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you yeah. know what I mean? Like like I just I, I feel like you I feel like you got something. You know what I mean? So let's Listen, start that. Let's get that got- going. You got me you got me worried now because, like I don't rap. So it's like if Jason gets at me, I'm now gonna have to <laughs> Have to you respond gotta do it. You to gotta that, it, bro. It's time. I gotta respond to it. You know what? It's time. You know what? You're gonna be you're gonna be my coach though. You're gonna help me through that. I got you. You caused it. I got this. you. You caused it. <laughs> um, let me um let me ask you a few more questions, and I'm gonna let you get back to what you what you had going on, man. I'm not gonna keep you much longer. Um, Good luck. <clears throat> excuse me. I do want to ask um you like like I said, and for the audience who might not be uh you know, uh, well-informed with uh, how much work this man has done. 
He's done. He, his music has been heard on Krypton, Empire, Atlanta, Lethal Weapons, Saturday Night Live, Ballers, WWE, Ray Donovan, Scream Queens, WGN's Underground, Power, Watchdogs, and I'm pretty sure so much more. If not right now, he has it coming. So don't worry. Um, Absolutely. But I mean, you you have done so much. We here, like I said before, at Geek Vibes Nation are a very geek-oriented uh, organization, so I couldn't let you leave without me asking you, how much are you a geek yourself, or is that, like, something that you never really got into that much? Like, how much of a geek are you? And so, so define geek. Geek, and I'm glad you asked that because that is something that I've always wanted for people who use that term so loosely to to properly understand. You can geek out about anything. You can geek out about sports, music, uh, politics. So what I'm referring to in this instance is we're more so like Marvel, DC, Star Wars, Game of Thrones, like all wrestling, like all that. Yeah. Oh, stop playing. Bro, stop playing. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Yo, growing bro, growing up wrestling, wrestling, oh my god, bro. I was insane. I used to paint my face like the ultimate warrior. My shit was like on point, man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and even right even right now, I you know, actually, um it's crazy that you mentioned that, man, because um it's not crazy that you mentioned that, uh, being being we are where we are, but but yeah, man, I used to uh I used to collect comics, you know what I'm saying? And um yeah, so I had a crazy comic collection. I had maybe like 500 um, books, man, and my joint, my collection was ill. You know, I remember when Spawn first came out, you know what I'm saying? Like, not to date myself, but, you know, I used to, because um, I'm also a, I'm, yo, it's, you know what I mean? I'm also a visual artist, too. Uh, so, you know, I used to, like, I used to, like, try to, like, draw um, a lot of comics and uh, and some of the people that I followed. I'm a huge Batman fan. Um, so, you know, a lot, I know a lot of people kind of, debate between DC and Marvel, but, you know, I got love for, for characters on both sides uh, and storylines on both sides. So, yeah, you know, anime, um, man, I can't, I, I mean, anything anything that has uh, a great storyline and is incredibly visual, I'm in love with it. That's where I come from. If you listen to my music, my music is heroic music. I write music yep. for people to overcome to, and a lot of that stems in uh, you know, my my being influenced by superheroes and these kinds of stories and, and the parallels that they draw to everyday life. You know, even right now, I'm a huge Game of Thrones fan. I I cannot believe Game of Thrones, that we have to wait for the next season. It's, it's killing me because I only, <laughs> I only, I mean, when Game of Thrones is on, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, we throw parties for Game of Thrones. Like, my joint, like, I'm like probably one of the biggest Game of Thrones fans. So, um but yeah, no, I have to say yes. I, I am most definitely a geek, and any creative, any creative has to be a geek. There's no possible way that 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 you start you start creating without first being influenced by uh, by these incredible works that has shaped a lot of us, man. I, you know, yeah. I mean, come on, man. How how can you grow up and not be a geek? <laughs> like, how can, you know what I mean? Like, what, what person? What kind of childhood did you have? If you, you know what I mean. <laughs> That is that is definitely an important question to ask. Like I, I do question that. Like what kind of childhood did you have? Like not at least see like the the vintage Michael Keaton Batman's or like if, oh, if you're man. around my age to have not watched the Kevin Conroy animated Batman series. Like what what was going man. on? But I'm what I'm what was really you, going on? <laughs> exactly. I'm exactly. super glad you said that though. Because we just became best friends, I am possibly one of the <laughs> hugest Batman fans ever. Like oh, that is that Batman, is bro. that's that's my day one. Batman has always been my day one. Um, Absolutely, it's always been my favorite superhero. He's so complex. There's so many different layers to him. Um, so th- I'm completely with you on that. Like everything Batman that's happened, I've read it, I've watched it, I've seen it. Even the George Clooney Batman's, like I've, I've sat through those. Like I've, I'm the complete Batman fan. <laughs> I like how you put that. Um, <laughs> absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Um, so I did want to say, I did want to say because I believe um, your song "Light It Up" played during um, Krypton, right? The the uh, the advertisements for uh, for Krypton. So I did want to say because yeah. I did speak, I spoke to two of the the main um, cast, uh, two of the main cast members from the show. 
I do want to tell so, you one of the things that we were talking about, not necessarily in the interview, but we were talking about was how hype that got, like, when they first started promoting Krypton and that first started playing, it was just like, all right, like, give me the show now. <laughs> like, this is what right, I'm right. Like, it had such <laughs> an intense and fun buildup to it. Um, right. Kind of walk me through a little bit, like, <clears throat> how did that whole process go? Like, like when they reached out to you, you know, were they like huge fan? Heard the heard the full song, like not just a second of it. Heard the full song. Like, were they did they approach it as a fan or just purely as business? Like, we heard this; it goes perfect with what we're trying to do. I need it. <laughs> like, well, how you know, they you know, that? well, you know, um, the process for. Uh, for how these things happen, uh, you know, for example, the whole, the whole promotion, the whole campaign lineup for, for Krypton, for season one Krypton, um, the whole process for how that usually works is there is a team of people who are combing through thousands upon thousands of songs. They're looking for the perfect song because you have to remember that, that, um, and, and I'm not saying this to be braggadocious. I'm just kind of giving you some insight into how this works so people understand uh, how, you know, just like I tried to, to give some insight into how albums are being brought to people's ears. Uh, I want to kind of give people some insight to how these trailers and, and um, how even just like, uh, you know, 30 minutes of television come to you. There are teams of people who, who create, uh, first of all, the content, the, the picture that you see. After that happens, then uh, then a company, uh, then then a, uh, I'm sorry, a department of if they're then tasked to create to summarize uh, what you will see in the season in you know a 30 second to one minute trailer, and all of this money, all of this time that goes into creating these visuals for a season one, it's 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 then encapsulated in, into a trailer, which is such a precious precious piece of art because in that 30 seconds or in that one minute, they are either going to turn you off or turn you on to, to something that they've already spent millions on. You know what I'm saying? So it's such yeah. a precious piece of, of, of material because, you know, especially season one. Now, if you're Game of Thrones, I'm going to watch Game of Thrones anyway. They could put the worst song or whatever in the trailer now. <laughs> I don't care what it is. I mean, they put Ed Sheeran in, in uh, and, I mean, no just to Ed Sheeran, but I'm saying, come on, man, I'm still going to watch the next season. <laughs> Um, so they can make mistakes right. now, but when you when you first dropping when you first coming out with a show or a movie, and it doesn't all, already have that cultural uh, uh, impact, uh, that cultural following, then everything is riding on these trailers because they got to sell you on that content, they got to sell you on that piece, and for them to choose my music to drive that entire campaign into into the actual launch of the show, and then actually um, I have music in the show for them to choose my music is, is crazy humbling because, you know, to understand the amount of money and, and, and precious time that goes into creating these shows to give to let my music drive the energy of what they're using to get you to watch that show for the very first time, to, to give it a shot. They're using my voice to drive that. It's, it's, it's incredibly uh, humbling. So by the time it gets to me though, uh, to answer your question they've already combed through thousands of songs. Cause just like I mentioned before, this is an important period. I mean, they got it, you know, this is going to be showing at Comic-Con, whatever they got to They got to sell this to you. So, you know, they're trying everything. And then, you know, for them to, for them to pick up the phone and be like, yo, we want to run with light them up. Um, it's crazy, man. It's, uh, it's crazy how that works. By the time I get that conversation, it's, it's not as, it's a little bit more business. The emails are more, more business for trailers. Um, look, we want to use it. Here's, here's the terms for what we're trying to do. We want to, here's where we want to use it and for how long we want to use it. Um, you know, let's negotiate. Let's make that happen. It's more like that um, and less like, hey, you know, uh, you, I, I wish I could get more. more um, sometimes I do get more of a one-on-one uh, -on -one conversation with the people who are using my music, like at Lethal Weapon with that team. I went and, and I met the whole team, and I've worked with them on lots of scenes and, and um, actually sat with the creators of that show, the people who are working together to make that show, I sat with them I, and, uh, and we've chosen music and made music together. Um, uh, Krypton was one of those that was more of like a clearance thing, but you have to believe that you have to just know that they had to love it in order to choose it for that moment. Right. You know what I'm saying? And that right. to me is, that to me is enough. Um, and the fact that they're willing to then, you know, spend their dollars out of their budget, 
their creative budget to to use that to show appreciation for my music and what I do uh, and to trust my music to sell that show to get people to watch it. It just it says a lot to me about where I'm at to myself and it helps me it helps to keep me motivated. It's it's gratif it's uh it's validating and uh and it's gratifying also. So yeah, it's it's incredible, man. It's an incredible experience. Every time it happens. It never gets old. Ever. Yeah, listen, I, I believe you. I mean it can't. It can't. You're doing what you love. You're being rewarded for doing what you love. It can't ever get old because then that's when it stops becoming something you love and is more of a job, less than a, a passion. So I, I completely get you on that. Um, my my biggest thing before I let you go, I have to ask: um, Is there? Well, not is there, but when can we expect uh, more music? When can we expect to see you next? Give me a run through. Give me give me a rundown of when we can get everything so I can start promoting that all. Uh, well, I just dropped um a new track uh featuring DJ Ricky Luna who um who, you know, has worked on Fast and Furious, um uh, tons of tons of movies, tons of video games. He's just like myself. He's uh but you know, he's my co writer on this track called I Am the One. We just dropped that. Um and you know, that's available on all digital platforms. Um, I'm working on another EP right now uh, with Robin Loxley, who is my co-writer on um, on Light 'Em Up. And by co-writer, I mean I, I don't mean he wrote my verses. I write all my own lyrics. I write all the top lines, all that stuff. You know what I'm saying? Um, <laughs> but you know he's 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 produced the track. You know what I'm saying? So um, right. he's a producer, and we teamed up on an EP um, to give you you know five more tracks, and they're, they're crazy. Um, you know the title we're still kind of kind of going around about we have like 25 we have like 25 um um choices for the title we're looking at artwork i mean we really care about how we bring it to the public so we're we're in the middle of that but that's going to be my next thing uh and then i have a couple of new projects that i actually just signed off on that i, I can't i can't actually speak on until they drop um i can't gotcha. say that they're coming out until they come out but they are massive and you're going to know it's me uh if you haven't if you haven't yet heard of me uh, and you're being introduced to me now through this interview. Um, you'll be able to hear the music, and you'll and you'll know it's me, which is exciting for me um, uh, right now. So, yeah, there's there's tons of stuff coming out. I would just say stay tuned. I can tell you this. I can tell you that um, that Lethal Weapon for season three is coming. Um, so definitely make sure you tune in to Lethal Weapon season three. Um, yeah, and uh, lots more to come. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Follow me on Instagram. My Instagram is this is Bo. Uh, again, that's this is Bo. Um, I'm sure that you'll you know, you know you'll help out with uh, with tagging me in on that. Um, and you know all these things that I that I'm that I'm talking about will be. Uh, I'll make sure that I post them on there and keep people updated there and and through you too. So. Perfect. Listen, I have yeah. no issue promoting everything you just told me. I cannot wait to see what comes next for you. Keep me in mind as far as when everything drops so I can promote it as you promote it. Um, Absolutely. You know, definitely I will. not promoting anything without you telling me to promote it first, obviously. Um, so just keep me completely posted on that. Yeah, we can talk privately. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, so make sure you keep me posted with that, man. I'm definitely going to have right. another interview, interview with you at some point uh, before oh, we the end of this do year. It, man. I'm pretty sure there's so much more we could talk about between uh, between now and then. Um, but thank Sam, you I so forgot much we were doing. I me, forgot man. we were doing an interview, man. <laughs> right, <laughs> I right. Because we, I felt like I was we just got talking. so passionate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I felt like we were just having a conversation, but yeah, you're right. Yeah, we definitely got to do this right? again, man. <laughs> Absolutely, this is a lot for of sure. fun. Listen, thank you, man, and stay tuned for that, everyone listening. Stay tuned for that Jason Statham challenge. We were so serious Yo. about that. Stay tuned for that. Let's do it. <laughs> Absolutely. Yo, thanks for having me, man. You, man. I appreciate you greatly, man. Thank you. Absolutely. Absolutely. And stay tuned for everything I'm going to be tagging you in and promoting. Uh, thank you very much. And we'll def me and you will definitely be talking soon. Let's do it, my man. Be well. All right. Take care. You Peace. Too.